Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Again, it is Crew Call, presented by Flow Racing, the home of NASCAR Roots. We are so glad that you joined us as we go into the garage area. And boy, there is a lot going on in NASCAR land as playoff fever is at an all-time high pitch. That is for sure. I'm Steve Post, Pit Road Reporter from Motor Racing Network, joined by 25-time winning crew chief and 2018 championship winning crew chief, Todd Gordon. Hello, Todd. How are you? I'm great. This, this, this year's starting to look a little bit like 18. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I, I want to talk about that because that's a lot about it is. But but just on the other end of it, we have three drivers locked into the final round. We've got Ty Majeski in the trucks. Mm-hmm. We've got Josh Berry in the, uh, in the Xfinity Series and Joey Logano in the Cup Series. And let's get into the luxury of being locked in in advance, whether you're Ty, whether you're Josh Berry. 2018... You guys, you, crew chief for Joey Logano, yep. were ended up being the champions on it. Same scenario. Yeah, we we at that point, Martinsville was the opening uh, round, round race of eight, race yeah. of this round, and uh, won Martinsville and knew that. I mean, that was to to me the whole time winning that first race of this round puts you in a huge advantage because now Paul Wolf is this, and and I've talked to him last night on yeah. uh, on on the late shift and. You can split your focus. You can put 50% into Homestead this weekend, which they had a great test down there. It was the fastest car second day there. Had a lot of speed, a lot of what Homestead built into where they ran at Texas and yeah. at Vegas. Um, but you don't have to focus and put all your energy into how am I going to win at Homestead. He can put 50% there, and he can take 50% of his week and put it on Phoenix. Yeah. And next week, he can do the same thing again. He's going to be two weeks ahead of people in their Phoenix prep. And Phoenix is a racetrack where we get back to practice. We've got a 50-minute practice before we inspect for racing. It's a different venue than what we've had all year. So he's got time to put that game plan together, to really work on it, to be better prepared for Phoenix. And there's no better way for him than Joey to go win this weekend or somebody outside the playoffs to win this weekend to keep everybody else from having that opportunity as well. That's the thing. This is this is becomes a game. And and the the beauty of it is 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 Phoenix is is the finish. Stage points don't matter. Right. Homestead stage points don't matter to Joey Logano anymore. Nope. Winning that race would shut somebody else out again and keep everybody because and and, and keep everybody in the mess because there is a mess at the end of this run called Martinsville. Yeah. And whether it's whether it's traditional Martinsville, short track beating or banging, or uncertain Martinsville, which is the category we're in, we don't know how this thing is going to race. Paul Wolf does not have to worry how Martinsville is going to race. Paul Wolf and Joey Logano have 14 worry-free days. Correct. No anxiety, no stress. Yep. Mm-hmm. Everybody else in the at least has seven more days of seven stress. Seven more days, and one so more maybe gets you're, the, you're, it, it, Winning this, uh, Steve Letart and I had a conversation about this yeah. on, a, on a podcast we do uh, for NASCAR.com. But back at Texas, he said, this is the most important race to win because of Talladega and the Roval coming behind it. And I said, it's the second most important. Because I still feel 
the most important race to win was Las Vegas. Right. It's the first race of the third round. It is the one that r- removes the stress and lets you work for three weeks on your championship. Yeah, run. because no other win gets you. No other win gets you to the to the to the promised land. Nope. This takes you. This to, one takes this you to promised land. Line. Two weeks ahead of everybody else. At least a week ahead of everybody else. Right. So I mean, I, they're they're in a great spot and. What a great battle we got to see at the end of the race. How about that with Ross Chastain and two guys, two guys that very different styles as far as, you know, personalities go and the way that they they, they handle themselves. But But, they're pretty heavy racers. Boy, I'm telling you what, you get down, you get down five laps to go. Yeah. And I'm riding in second. There's two guys I want in my car. Joey Logano, Ross Chastain. They're two guys that I want in my car because you know that they're going to mash the buttons they need to do to try to win that race. Having worked with him before, I was I was in the house, and yeah. my wife and I were watching, and I said, if he doesn't pass him by the time the white flag comes, Ross going to end up in the wall. Right. Because right. the prize is so big. Yeah. A chance to not stress for two weeks. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, Joey had a fast enough car that he was pressuring. Right. That, so I, but Great battle, though. I mean, Fantastic. Ross did a great job of driving the dirty air to him. I mean, Ross did everything that I would expect Joey to do in the same situation right. backwards. And Joey, I think, in a lot of ways, has to look at that the same way. What a great battle between the two of them. And what a what a great venue to have that, that you could run the bottom, you could run yeah. the middle, you could run the top. Like, the racetrack was wide. Lots of great moves and passing. Yeah, absolutely. Strategy yeah. with, Strategy, with, with yeah. cautions that fall and... Phenomenal restarts. Joey had two great restarts to get himself in position for that. The one that I thought, and we we kind of look away from this, the, the the one that I don't think everybody's talked about, Kyle Busch's recovery. Oh, my gosh. He started tail end with 36 laps to go. Tail end for yeah. pitting for a, a wheel that came off. Now he's going to lose crew chief and a couple of people, but he started tail end with 36 to go and finished second. Yeah. That, he Just drove rolling. the guts out of that thing. He did. He it was did. it was a phenomenal fascinating race. race. Fascinating yeah. race, fun fun race that's for sure and and neat neat stuff. And we have a great program. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer lasting flavor and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in 7 flavors. And in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships. The ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. For you, uh, just one of the true characters in the sport forever and ever and ever, it seems like, Mike Beam, president of uh, Petty GMS Racing, go to join us. I look back at Racing Reference just because I, I mean, <laughs> he's been around since I've been here, and I look back, I mean, I've always known of him. He started as a crew chief in 1981. 1981, exactly. And, and been through some great organizations and, yeah. you know, won races with Bill Elliott back in the day. And, um, you know, he's just, what a great path he's got. And what a great person. Yeah, he really I, is. I really think he's a yeah. great person of, of NASCAR. And um, he's got a really kind of great understanding of where this is. It's going to be great to talk to him about the evolution he's seen, not only with what's going on with Petty right. GMS, which has been phenomenal. Right. And really the... 
the trajectory oh. of the 43 team. Gosh, if you're sitting here, if you're petty GMS, you got to you got to feel really good about chops. And the, the, even the last four, the results of the last four weeks have been all top 11 finishes. Yes. Yes. They're just oh, pointed. Was it 8th, 11th, 6th, and 6th? Six. Six yes. They're like pointed that. in a really good yeah. direction. Yeah. And, and it'd be good to hear what he says about that and where where the sport's going. Yeah. And, you know, from somebody who's from a team that's not one of the perennial powerhouses. Right. That's kind of come to, to fruition, coming forward. I've, I've said this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm almost tired of saying it. But if we did not have track house racing this year. Oh, we'd be talking we'd be all talking about talking these about guys. Petty GMS. Mm-hmm. Because what they've done is is so much better than it's such a big leap. And yet, Trackhouse has, has overdone it, but it's and, been amazing. And at this point last year, this GMS team uh, was the one car, 96 car with with Ty Dillon, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and then I just, there's so many questions petty, I want to yes, ask. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And here's the other thing with Mike Beam he's won the Bobby Isaac Memorial at Hickory with two different drivers, Dale Jarrett and Harry Gant. How about that? Are you kidding me? I mean, which makes him a 2018 Catawba County Sports Hall of Fame inductee. But I'm telling you, Mike Beam, a fascinating guy from beginning to end uh, and and still at the top of the game taking this team. Lord knows where we're going to see this thing go, but it's pointed in a good direction. And that's who we're going to talk to. We will talk to Mike in just a moment. Now, you can subscribe to Flow Racing, the home of NASCAR roots. Catch the NASCAR Wheel and Modifieds, the Arkham Menard Series, Pinty Series and NASCAR Weekly Racing Action, over 1,300 racing events live and on demand. This week, weekly racing from Meridian out in Idaho, and it's the PD-225 down at Steve Zacharias' Florence Motor Speedway on Saturday, both of those races. You can subscribe now at www.flowracing forward slash go MRN. That's flowracing forward slash go MRN. Stay with us. Mike Beam in just a moment. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back. It is Crew Call presented by Flow Racing. We teased it up before we went to that little break. The inductee, the 2018 inductee into the Catawba County Sports Hall of Fame, uh, he's mm-hmm. president up of Petty GMS. Mike Beam joins us. Hello, Mike. How are you? Great. How y'all doing? We are doing well. Um, 
the state of Petty GMS with uh, three or four races left here to go in 2022. Uh, Truck Series team up there as well, running for a championship. Uh, what's what's the state of everything on your plate? How are things going? You know, it seems to be going okay. I mean, uh, of course, we're, you know, you've trying to, yeah, you're getting down to that time right now where you're trying to make plans for the winter, right? And this car is really different because we don't, I mean, you know what, you, <clears throat> this car is not like years past whenever you had all these cars tore apart and you, know, you have 15 cars to work on, you got six or seven, but, you know, just making plans to get how we can get better next year, uh, list of people, engineers and uh, crewmen that we're trying to bring on board. So that's, that's taking a lot of the time right now to preparing for next year, really. Mm-hmm. You, you've been through, a. I mean, your, your history in NASCAR is, is deep. Um, you've seen a lot of change to the sport. How big was this change in adopting, adapting to the next gen car in, in, in what we've seen compared to anything else in the sport that you've seen through your career? Well, you know, Todd, honestly, <clears throat> going to that small car in 81, I mean, that was a lot worse than doing this right here. I mean, because, you know, you didn't have engineering and stuff. And here we were building these cars. And, uh, you know, in 81, they're going to the downsized cars was a lot harder than this because, you know, NASCAR provided us so much information. There's so much engineering now where, you know, you go to Daytona. I remember taking that first the with Richard and I'm taking that car to and Kyle to Daytona the test and you know holy crap people couldn't drive them people whiz all over the board and it's like you know we just kept kept taking the right front spring and cutting it off right making it stiffer that's what we did just you know <laughs> you know just you, you trying to get to, just trying to get stuff to drive well and this stuff here like I said I think it's fairly easy compared to that wow that's yeah. fascinating. Really you, cool. you bring that in, and I, I just I'm I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but what's it like? Because because you bring that up in '81 yeah. with with Richard and Kyle, and mm-hmm. what's it like to go full full circle of being in the Petty Group to start with, and, and early in your in your crew chief career, and and now this year, I mean, really, what was it? January that you guys, uh, the GMS yeah. and Petty, kind of did the merger and, and brought the two teams together. What's that like to get back there? Well, it's pretty cool. I mean, you know, I started really my cup career down there. Kyle's crew chief on the 42 car, uh, you know, and it's, you know, Richard and uh, I was crew chief for Richard, Eric Curbs and stuff. So, you know, a lot of history there between those, that crowd. And uh, it's, so it's pretty special for me to, you know, get back and, you know, with Richard and Kyle and, you know, the Petty family, you know, because feel like I owe them a lot. They took a chance on a kid that was a late mall sportsman racer out of Hickory and they, you know, and they took a chance on me. And so uh, it's worked out really well. Talk about, talk about what, what January was like in, in trying to put two separate entities together and get to the, get to the clash in the first of February. Well, you know, like, you know, Todd, we, we'd already planned to run the one car. So we was making plans, but I felt like this was going to work out. We got to Thanksgiving there and, you know, it, it was kind of stalling out a little bit, but we had ordered cars, you know, and luckily I say luckily, but with the way the supply chain was, you could only get like three cars. And so we were there and, you know, we had just like everyone else, just taking one race at a time. But luckily, you know, 
the whole thing come about. I mean, we've it's been it's been ten long months here at Petty GMS, and I'm really proud of all the men and women here that's really worked hard, you know. And uh, yeah, just uh, that's what I'm saying. We're looking forward to the holidays this year because there wasn't much of a holiday last year. Yeah, no, we've talked about this. the The last break yeah. the Cup Garage had was the Olympic break last summer. Yeah was kind of the last break that you guys had yeah, in the, in 18 the, months ago, 18 months ago at this yeah. point, that was really Seriously. the last break. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, it's been, it's been quite a, you know, but luckily we'd laid the infrastructure for this for a couple of years, as far as cup race, not as so much as car, but you know, we, we'd already ordered the Hawkeye. We'd already, you know, adjusted the shop and stuff for, to get it to flow. And, you know, so that would, Joey Cohen's done an amazing job, you know, getting this stuff up and going. So, and Dave Allen. So, I'm pretty proud of those guys and the teams. And you really, I mean, you're up there on uh, off the Statesville Airport. Yep. Um, I think the old Everham uh, facilities yep. is what you've taken over. You had the infrastructure there. You've been truck racing for a while. You decided to go cup racing. Did you have the room to to adapt the 43 into the facility oh, yeah. without much much challenge there? Yeah, yeah. We like I said, I mean, we started this deal with the you know petty group and stuff. I mean, it started about July, really. Okay. You know, and it so it's not like it just all of a sudden. I mean, it wasn't like Justin and Chip in a couple of weeks at working out. I mean, it's <laughs> this is this had going on for quite a while, you know. And so, like I said, we kept. You know, Thanksgiving, I remember the day after Thanksgiving, me and Mr. Gallagher was talking. I said, you know, it comes to a time where this has got to go or not go because, you know, it was, you know, people, the one thing I've always tried to do, especially the last couple of years, is like people think, oh, the season's over, we've got all this time. But you need to count the working days. You don't need to count the weeks. Mm-hmm. You need to count the working days. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's like people say, oh, heck, it's 12 weeks, 16 weeks till we get to Daytona. Well, you know, well, it might be 16 weeks, but it's only five, you know, working days in the week, really. Yeah. So, you know, people, people just all of a sudden it's 140 days turns into a hundred days. Right. I mean, if you look at the calendar right now, before, when we unload our truck to get a Daytona, I mean, it's less than 90 days. Yeah. I mean, you know, so it's like people just, and then everybody says, Oh God, you're so depressing now. You didn't, you know, it's like, well, denial is a beautiful thing, but you only got so many working days. So it's uh that's kind of how we approach it here. And you throw the holidays in there yeah. and they take away from those, like you said, working days. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. I mean, you look at the last, I mean, win at Darlington with a 43 car. Right. And the last four races, 6th, 11th, and 8th, and and I thought you were better than 8th yesterday, yeah. uh, fighting your way forward there. Um, team is definitely growing. Uh, I mean, really, if you look at this, this is this is a step forward for where that 43 team's been the last few years and, and on the upward trajectory. Uh, you have to be pretty proud of that. Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, Dave Ellison, you know, his group, Danny, now the engineer, and Joey, you know, they've done such a good job um, getting that going. You know, and Eric, he's amazing. I mean, you know, him and Dave and that whole group, they just, they get along so well. And a bunch of racers, you know, that's, uh, so basically we have 50 people for two teams. That's what we have. Mm. I mean, you know, it's like, uh, so yeah, I'm pretty proud of the fact that we got 
50 people at works on these vehicles, you know, 25 for each team, you know, and we can do as well as we can. Mike, you mentioned Dave Ellens, you mentioned the engineer, you mentioned Eric Jones, and individually, each of these gentlemen are so talented, so talented in what right. they do. What's the secret sauce, though, to make it all work? And you've been around this sport. You've seen combinations that should work. You've seen combinations oh, yeah. that shouldn't work. What is what is the thing that makes it work between your guys up there right now with that 43 team? They seem to communicate really well. And, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, and they – you know, and the good thing about Dave, you know, he'll have that tough conversation, right? I mean, some people, they'll, and, you know, Todd, you know how it is. People, mm-hmm. you know, but he'll have that tough conversation with Eric and his team and stuff if he feels like they they could do this better. Yeah, you know, it's like I tell him, it's never something that has to happen. And, you know, so uh, Dave, and he's he, – you know, he's all in. Like, you know, he's not going to fail at this, and Eric's the same way. It, it's helped Eric in, immensely, and he's really brought his A game. And I look forward to next year and, you know, then getting Noah in here and stuff. So, uh, you know, it's going to be exciting for sure. Yeah, you've signed Noah Gregson to, to mm-hmm. drive the 42 car next year. What do you think he brings to the organization for you? Uh, well, I think we're sitting here now with Noah – and Eric and you know we have a, I think what twenty six and twenty five year old drivers that uh, have won, and so you know he's definitely going to bring the personality here, you know, and uh, the drive and stuff. So uh, looking forward to that. I think it'll be good for the shop. And Noah, you know, he's got such a personality and. Uh, Mr. Gallagher being from Vegas and Noah from Vegas and stuff. So it's uh, it's going to be fun to watch. We're very blessed that he's driving the 48 car, and plus he's driving, you know, the Colic Cartoon. So he's got some good experience with the car. So, I, you know, I feel like we're we're very fortunate that he's getting experience on somebody else's dime. Yeah, I, I, yeah I definitely. That was going yeah. to be my next question is what your thoughts were about him driving the 48. I, I feel like that's got to be – not only is it getting cup experience, but it's getting, I mean, a, one of the powerhouse organizations yeah. of vision into how their cars drive. Yeah. Yeah. And it's exactly. And now Noah, I mean, he still, he does sim work for us, you know, just like Derek Krause does and Grant and, you know, and it's, uh, it's kind of interesting to talk to him about that, how, you know, there is a little bit of difference in the way, you know, the Petty GMS car drives, the way the Henrik car drives, even the Colic car. I mean, you know, we're very mindful of proprietary information, so we don't really get into it. But, you know, he said there is some difference there. So, uh, yeah, but it's uh, – Noah, he's uh, – he's, uh, it's going to be fun to watch. So, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. So we're looking forward to that. Yeah, I was I've, – I've had like three or four times this fall where I've thought about, man, Petty GMS, Darlington, Noah won the Xfinity Series race. You guys won yeah, the cup race. Yeah. I'm watching the two of them up at the front of the field at Talladega a couple of weeks ago, and I'm sitting there. I said, Mike Beam's got to be licking his chops getting ready for this. Oh, yeah. And, and, and you tie that into the, the, the recent performance of the 43. The optimism has just got to be through the roof there. And really, really neat for, for a guy like you, but a guy like Maury also who's put so much into this, and a guy like Richard Petty who obviously is. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty cool setting to see you guys in this spot. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, Steve, it is. It's really neat to, you know, get to share this with Richard, of course. And, uh, 
you know, and Maury, you know, Maury never dreamed that we would be able to win a race, you know, our first season, of course, you know, but, uh, but Richard just to, especially when at Darlington Southern 500, I said, you know, it's pretty cool. The day that he won that, that we won there, you know, it had been, what, 50 years, I think, when since Richard won, you know, and it's kind of ironic. It had been 28 years when, since Bill and I had won the Southern 500. That was Junior Johnson's last win, the same day. So, you wow. know, it was pretty cool that night. So I was I was pretty happy. I was pretty cool to share that, to, you know, uh, you because, know, you know, the Southern 500 of all the places, I mean, that was so cool to win that race of all places. I mean, you know, it just – you know, uh, Richard and Dale had already left because they was going to hold trap for, for an hour and a half after the race, so they'd already left. And you know, uh, I hate that they left, but you know, still, it's uh, it's always pretty cool. To, you know, Richard and Emmon come to my office there on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and we sit there for an hour, and we don't talk about what we're racing. We're still talking about in the eighties, nineties. So I always enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. Of, definitely. Southern awesome. 500 trophy is one of the two or three that uh, I I didn't get that I uh, that I really regret yeah. not, not having the opportunity. What a special! I mean, it's it's one of the I mean it's it's one of the most iconic yeah. races and one that tests tests everybody equipment drivers strategy yeah. Uh, yeah. much like what we're doing at Homestead this weekend. I feel like uh, another place that everybody has an impact. You look at this year; we've had 19 winners. It, going forward, is that going to be the new normal? Or, or do you think we get back to some sort of separation within the field? You know, so I, I think it's going to be the new norm in a lot of ways. This car has definitely brought the field closer, you know, and, and it's kind of ironic. I was, we were talking yesterday in a, in a post-race meeting that, you know, uh, you, you actually really don't know week to week if you're going to run well or not. Right. Even if you start to have a notebook, I mean, you see chase and yeah. I mean, we were, we ran okay at Darlington the first race, and, you know, very fortunate, you know, it ran well the second race, but then, you know, but then you take it week in and week out, you just don't know who's going to show up. I mean, you know, you look and you see this past week, you know, um, the Penske cars are up there, and then, you know, you say, okay, well, Ford's on it, but then other four teams, they struggle. And then it's kind of like the Chevrolet, we do okay. And then Noah, he, I think he ended up 11th, but you know, Chase struggles. And so you just don't know. So I think we're going to see this pattern here for a little bit. I do, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It's fascinating stuff because it's just stay tuned. You never know what you're going to see. Yeah. Stay tuned. That's for sure. Um, The other part of your uh, job up there is the GMS Racing Truck Series team, and you've got yep. Grant Enfinger uh, alive and rolling along as well as uh, as, uh, as as well as Jack Wood. Um, how does that all tie together? How does that all work together up there in the shop? Well, you know, like I said, we, we've had our truck teams for, what, seven years now, and so uh, it, basically when we started this Cub deal, it doesn't really affect much because we had five trucks last year so yeah. i mean you know, now we got two so it's like you know we got the room and you know with uh so it, it flows pretty well we have our production facility next door where we build chassis and stuff so um you know actually the truck guys and the cup guys they work really well together 
you know, and yeah, don't forget our ARCA team too. We got that too. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> uh, so, you know, the, everybody seems to really pitch in and help each other. Very, very blessed. We have really good people, really good racers that, you know, it's just not that attitude. You know, it's just not my job. So uh, it, it flows really well. Everybody, you know, we have four pull downs you know and so we got we got we got the room it's you know it's uh so yeah i don't know this building down here that we're in uh where the race teams are you know kind of laid it out we moved a lot of the stuff up the hill and so it flows pretty well i can't wait for you guys to come see it i'd love to do that i would love to do that i yeah I, i keep my airplane right across the runway from you so um, yeah, I need to stop up there one of these days. There you go. Uh, Grant was new to you guys, I believe, this year, right? Well, Grant was here a couple of years ago. Like he won the first ARCA championship for us in fifteen. Uh, so uh, he, in fact, he won a truck race at Talladega for us a couple of years ago, and then you know he went to Thor Sport, and he did come back this year. You know. Uh, Really, of course, Grant, he's a solid guy. We love Grant. And just wanted to bring him back with champion generators. And, you know, uh, we haven't – I don't want to say we haven't done a good job with him this year. You know, I think decisions we made, and I kind of say – I do take the heat for it. Uh, some of the decisions we made, and it showed up. But I think now they're 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 on the rebound. But we're just too far behind. I mean, he, luckily, you know, the whole Grant and Hensley yesterday. I said, "What the beauty of it? You got a homestead, and it's you got to win. I mean, it's no stage points ain't gonna help you, dude. It's all about winning." Yeah, when you you mentioned Jeff Hensley, and Jeff Hensley is uh, one of the rock solid, been around the car, the truck series garage forever. You were able yep. to bring him in mid season, and they yep. actually have six wins together. Uh, in, yep. in, in the past. So that, that has to be a really good, we talked combination earlier that, that to be able to put that together, even mid season had to be really yep. good for you guys. Yeah. And you know, I uh, gosh, Jeff, Lord, we've been friends for 40 years. I bet <laughs> yeah. you know, I knew his dad and Jimmy and Lonnie, the whole crowd. And so we braced years ago. So I've known Jeff for a long time and was really excited to get him back and him and him and Grant, there's, they're, I call them old school racers, but you know, they have a very open mind about a lot of stuff. So, you know, um, we just need to get through the next two races. Like I, we were meeting yesterday, I said, you know, we just got to get through the next two races and really get prepared for, you know, 23. So, well, hopefully, Saturday afternoon, Grant's really good on slick racetrack. So, we'll see. We'll see what we got. But I think we dug him a hole when, you know, Jeff come in, they didn't have stage points and, Anyway, it's 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 part of it. Yep, part of the deal. That's for sure. Final question yeah. for you: You just said old school racer, open mind. Those mm-hmm. have to be the two qualities that have kept you at the top of this game forever, Mike. I would think your your open mindedness as these things have changed has has had to serve you well. I would assume. Well, yeah, yeah, Steve. It's I'd be very blessed to work for some really good people, really good owners, and really good. You know, Junior Johnson had a big impact on me because even though he was old school a lot, but he was always trying to get better. And, you know, so I guess being curious in you, 
you know, you just keep looking, right? I mean, that's what drives you, and that's what, you know, gets you out of bed every morning with Maury says to fire in your belly to do it. So, uh, yeah, I enjoy learning something every day, and, you know, I am fixing to restore a 55 race car here, a 55 Chevrolet, so I still got to go back to my roots here a little bit. So, yeah. I said last question, but I am going to fire one more off. Prior to coming on and introducing you, I said, Mike Beam has won the Bobby Isaac Memorial at Hickory with Dale Jarrett and Harry Gant as drivers. Yeah. What, what, did, what what stands out about either of those races to you? Um, so, Dale, I remember – so, I, I think – and he would probably have to – I just – it's been so long, and John Irvin's passed away. So, the car that we got – I think Dale Earnhardt gave him that car just to run it. Cause we had wrecked our primary car and something happened cause there was a Malibu. Anyway, I remember us going to get in the car and Earnhardt just saying, we just take the car and we did and just run it. That's, you know, it was that Malibu and we won the race. I mean, it's a, <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing it's, I remember sticking out cause it was pretty cool to uh the isaac race because you know what the night that bobby really got sick that night butch we were going to win the race and he threw the caution for the ambulance to leave and we didn't change tires and jack did and jack beat us you know what i'm saying yeah so when isaac passed away that night but anyway so the yeah that's this two races is pretty cool the bobby isaac race and uh yeah he was uh I remember we was cheating at that. I do remember that. So they, they weren't <laughs> no. going to beat us that night. So, yeah. We'll just leave that, we'll just leave that alone. We'll right leave there. that they, alone. That is yeah. a story for another time for the book. Yeah. A true racer, though, there. He, you asked him about a win, and he was a little vague about it. But he definitely knew the details he of when the he lost. Got away. That's right. He knew oh, the yeah. details of the ones that got away. That is. Oh, I sure. remember it well. So, yeah. All right, well, Mike. Thank you great guys. chatting with you. Appreciate the time. Yeah. Thank you, man. Uh, y'all have a great day. Good, good catching up. There we go. That is the president up at Petty GMS Racing, Mike Beam. Stay with us. More in just a moment. Welcome back. It is Crew Call presented by Flow Racing, the home of NASCAR roots. Um, I could talk to Mike Beam every Hours. Week. Hours for every week. He says that Richard Petty and Dale Inman show up in the office. Boy, fly on the wall there. Wouldn't that be? Yeah. Wouldn't that be? Yes. I mean, absolutely amazing. Yeah, I've, I've spent time with Dale in the garage. You know, Dale's still a fixture oh, in the garage. Oh, gosh. Dale and, Inman and, is And phenomenal. he comes up, and he's, he's sharp, he's on it, but he's got a, just a broad... Yeah. You can have conversations about anything with Dale. Yeah. Just, I can't imagine that and Richard and, and really the history. You look yeah. at this. Mike Beam is a back to his start of crew chief. was 41 years ago. Crew chief, 41 years ago. That, not that's, not talking, the that's not talking the being a mechanic and everything else. It, crew his, chief, 41 His years. life is racing. And that's part of what you see up there with Petty GMS. Is, and he talked about it. He got racers. The, his his car chief on the 43, Joey Forge. Yeah. <laughs> I always call him Forgetty. Um Joey worked for me back in the PPC days. Okay, Actually, yeah. he made the trip out to Nashville with me when I went out to Baker Curb. Um, right. Really good friend of mine. Really dedicated worker. I love the kid. And yeah. I say kid. He's he's well. I'm I'm old too. But 
Um, that's what they've got there. They've got guys that want to race and want to win and want to just put the effort in to do that. And 50 guys for two teams. Yeah. Gosh. There's there's hundreds of guys at the major places. Right. They're just and they're going totally they're doing totally. the right thing. They are. They're, they're, they're 50 guys. Uh, they are, are focused in on on where they need to be. We were joking around during the commercial break. Yes. Okay. When you asked the question about how drastic is this change, what neither you nor I, I saw coming was a reference back to 1981. Nor would we expect that that this is nothing compared to 1981. I mean, we went from and that was and for the fan base. There's a lot of our fan oh, base yeah. that wasn't around for that. But 81 was when they went from the full-size cars to the mid-size cars. You know, they went from the Monte Carlos. If you think back in the 70s, yeah, the how boats, big those yeah, things the tanks, were. yeah. And then they went to this kind of the metric chassis is what we used to call it. But, yeah. but what a change. You know, the car got immensely smaller. The wheelbases got shorter. It got narrower. Everything changed. And you didn't, you you had, you, you built all your own parts. Yes. You built all your own pieces yep. with no engineers. Yeah, it was, I can, I can just, what a great place for him to put it is that, now this is nothing compared to going to the yeah, midsize car. Because which this, this it is isn't. this is assembling yes. engineered parts yes. and trying to make them fast. That is clean sheet of paper. Yes. You and, know, and you don't have choices. Was, You're not making anything. Right. You're just wheelbase was this, yes. wheelbase is this, width yes. was this, width is that, yeah. have at it. Yeah. What what a cool gosh man. History. That's awesome. yeah, yeah. Really is. And he's and he's up there just digging. And I, I'm telling you, i like I said, the the second half of this year. The optimism they've got to feel up there is unreal. Yes. Unreal. Uh, on both sides. Both sides. He talked about Hensley coming over to the truck series. To, to the with truck Grant. series. And you They're look at you look at the playoff run they've had. They had, you know, they've had an unfortunate situation here in this round. Right. Yeah. And that puts them where they've got to win this weekend. But well, I, they, I wouldn't they, rule they them out. Win. I mean, like he said, they don't have to worry about how they're going to stage point race. They can yeah. race the whole race. Last, much last like we, what much we, like what Christopher Bell did. Last time we had that situation was at the Roval. Right. And he did it. He and Adam did it. And I, 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 I wouldn't rule him out this weekend. It'd be a great show Saturday. Fun stuff. Yes, fun stuff indeed. And uh, Homestead. Boy, I'm telling you what. What a great racetrack we're going to this weekend. By far my favorite. Really? By far my favorite. Even before I won there. Yeah, yeah. But but I, 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 I won with Brad there in, in Xfinity in 11 before I went right, cup racing. Right, And And that's, that back then, it was, it's just really cool because everybody has an impact on the weekend. The right. driver does. The crew chief does with strategy calls. We've got 80 lap segments. You know, we've got 60 some laps of fuel in the tank. Yeah. You, Ain't no way. You're going to need to. I'm, you're going I'm, to you're gonna split those 80 lap runs in half at 40. And then I'm going to come at about 36 and try to short you and then make Get you pass you me. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's the strategy pieces. Um, well, of course you are because you're Todd Gordon. That's well, you're... <laughs> and then and then we're going to get cautions of racetrack. You can run all the way up on the wall when you got sticker tires on it, run around the bottom for a few laps. The guy that, you know, much like what we saw at Kansas, the guy that can make speed without having to be stuck on the wall, right? I think has a, a really good shot this Similar weekend that, yeah. because he can pass cars. Yeah, Everybody's had a test to go up there and figure out how to run the wall. They've all had a test and everyone's come out of that test saying, man, I feel really good. Oh, man, yeah. I feel really good. Yeah. Well, okay, this is great. Y'all feel good. One guy's going to win, <laughs> you know. So, uh, and if you've got to put it together, if I'm going to put my top five people that I would, I would, I would look at winning here. Two of my top top five have got to be the five and eight who aren't in the playoffs. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Kyle Larson and, and, Tyler, and, Reddick. and Tyler Reddick, two guys that love to just put them on the fence. Right. And Absolutely. go. And then my my piece. Of, I wouldn't be surprised to see Denny Hamlin come out of here with a win. Denny Hamlin. He runs Toyota's really good up there. Been so good. Christopher Bell. 
I just I, I, Bell. I, I didn't see you Bell look, as You look at the four guys that are out right now. William Byron, Chase Briscoe, Ryan Blaney, and Christopher Bell. William Bell's one, or William Byron's one there. Yes. Christopher Bell, time. I think, you know, is a, a huge talent, especially when it comes to his low grip racetrack. He came out of dirt racing. Yeah. Blaney's got tons of speed. And Briscoe, Lord knows what you're. Briscoe could win the next three races, and I don't know. I mean, it just the way that that they're, it seemed they just feel like a team that's just like we're on house money, we're on borrowed time here, so let's just go race our keisters off. And the recovery he made at yes. Las Vegas, yes. I'm following along with the friends of PRN, and he's getting lapped, and I'm like, well. Thanks for playing. He Thanks got for coming along. he got saved by Kyle Bush's spinning out because right. he wouldn't have been the lucky dog if they went to the right. end of the stage. It, it was, was and like that would have buried laps. his day. Right, two or three laps. Yeah, but they did. They did, and, and then just, Johnny Klausmeyer started tuning on that race car. They've got to start a little closer. They do have to start. You one would think. Okay. And if you look at the playoff eight, you know seven. Really, we're going to talk about yeah the seven. seven, right? And, and we we made an argument through the last five of them, right? Yeah. The one I feel the least good about is Chase Elliott of all people. Yeah, I so so you go through. You got Ross Chastain. Ross Chastain, I think, going to be pretty darn good. Ross, I mean, right? My God, he's another one where he just could. Denny anyway. Hamlin's had speed, and I think you go to Homestead. Denny's been really good at Homestead. Yeah, he has been. You're right. He has had a ton of speed there. Like we talked about, William Byron's won there. Christopher Bell's on a mission now. Really yeah. kind of got a win. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Blaney Blaney's had, Briscoe, yeah. I think Blaney at, I mean, I think of this place in Atlanta, we, Gosh. I won with, a, with Blaney in Atlanta on a low grip racetrack. One would think Blaney, the math would say one would think Blaney's got to win somewhere this year. I, one would think, I mean, this yes. is just a math equation. They've been so good all year long. One would think there's got to, one of those top fives has got to come up a number one, you would think. It's just, it's just crazy to me that my, my least excitable is the nine car. Yeah. And Alan and those guys will turn it around and they'll make me look well, like an idiot. The next week. <laughs> there's that. <laughs> it is great. It is going to be fun. That's well. Motor Racing Network back on the air. In fact, we're on the air for the rest of the season. I'm there. You're there. Yes. Well, that's a strategy race. We need. Yeah, I, we, need I, we need. We need you on that one. That's I, for sure. My favorite racetrack. I'm yeah. Not miss that one. That is so cool. And we are going to be busy down there Saturday. Three different broadcasts. Ten o'clock Eastern time. NASCAR Cup Series practice and qualifying. Twelve thirty Eastern time. The Baptist Health Two Hundred for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. And at four o'clock, the Contender Boats Three Hundred for the NASCAR Xfinity Series. And then Sunday. It's the Dixie Vodka 400 for the NASCAR Cup Series. MRN airtime as 1.30 Eastern time. Cannot wait to get to South Florida. It's been since, what was it, March or April of last year. This is one of those where the schedule, mm-hmm. the schedule we've had a long time period from being at this racetrack. Can't wait to get back down there. Yeah, I, I just this is this is when this race is supposed to be. Right. It's just It's just yes. supposed to. And, and honestly, I've, I'll... You, 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 I still think it should be a championship weeks, race. This, but, is, this is closer to where this race yes, should be. <laughs> yeah, we moved it at least back into a couple yeah. weeks from where it'll be. But uh, no, just phenomenal racing. Look, oh, tune in because it's going to be it's going to be an awesome weekend. It is great, awesome weekend, and an awesome conversation with Mike Beam mm-hmm. too. We are so glad you joined us here on Crew Call. Your ultimate digital home track is Flow Racing. You can subscribe now at flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. That's flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. He's Todd Gordon. I'm Steve Post. Thanks for joining us this week on Crew Call.